everyone, and welcome to Love in Your Life podcast. This is Dola, your host. And today I'd like to uh, speak about something that we all um, have been kind of hinting at for the past couple of interviews, the first of which was with a retiree who was looking back at his lifelong career as an educator that took up his consciousness and just sort of staying alive, you know, holding his breath more or less was kind of like the vision I had um, in his field because he was not well suited to do what he was doing. Made the best of it, yes, which is a very good thing. But, you know, he couldn't imagine a, a, a career transition for a number of reasons, but not the least of which was he was just trying to go day to day and stay alive in what he was doing. He, he just couldn't envision a time where he could stop, re-educate himself in a field uh, where he was well suited, which really was almost diametrically um different than what he was doing. You know, it was a um, uh, left brain, right brain kind of difference. Um, So he thought with all the time and money that he had invested, there was no time for second guessing. And back then, frankly, you know, it was all about nose to the grindstone kind of, um, you know, thinking um, until John uh, ran into someone with an assessment instrument, instrument, me, and um, the results of which uh, brought back all those memories of what he was drawn to and, in fact, likely very qualified to do. So there was some regret there, but in essence, he made the best of it. And so it was kind of a a positive story, uplifting in in that sense. Um, And then the younger example uh, in the subsequent week of the podcast, Eliza, we just spoke to Eliza, and we heard how she uh, was rather fortunate um, or had the gumption to retaliate during her reluctant pursuit of a college education, forcing both her and her parents to face the fact that unlike her siblings who preceded her, preceded her, I think there were four siblings who preceded her and did the, you know, college trip thing and you know, she was not going to complete her college education, but rather ended up in a field where she is extremely happy and successful. And that was a a good story from the standpoint that here she found the field of her dreams. And she was only 25 when she found that. And she's been in that field for 20, uh, for, for, for three years, and she's only 28 years old. So we know that she has, she is, you know, looking at a lifelong career of happiness and success. So um, today, I want to extract from those stories, how, uh, you know, because people will say to me, well, you know, you wrote a book about how the job search is uh, like the pursuit of a, a, the suitable, most suitable mate. And, and I do frankly think there are some very strict similarities or, or very certain similarities in that aspect. And I write about it and I also speak about it. Um, and, and, and if it seems a bit of a reach, think of it this way. 
First, you need to understand yourself, whether you're looking for the the mate um, that you're going to spend a lifetime with or looking for a job that you're going to spend your career long, uh, you know, time with. You know, we spend a lot of time at our jobs. So we need to understand ourselves enough to have a clear idea of what we need and how we fit with a prospect, whether it is a job prospect or a mate. Second, we, that, those needs need to inform what we want. So we need to get very clear about that. And if you were to write a list, say, for example, and you ordered the priorities of what you want and what you need to be happy, okay? Say so you had that little moment of clarity and you said, okay, these are the things that are deal breakers for me. I have to have these things. And then these are the things that I would love, but I'm flexible on, you know, if it sort of, you know, looks similar to what I want or has the, you know, most of the characteristics of what I'm looking for, I can, I can consider that. So once, you know, because we can ask for the moon and the stars, right? But, you know, we know that if we get most of what's on our list, uh, considering that we made that list with um, a great deal of consideration to our, our unique needs, and desires and what makes us happy, um, then we can we can accept that. The third thing is, you know, we need to be committed to what works for us, you know, what we're attracted to, because that is what has staying power. If, for example, we um, are in the pursuit of a job because, and we take that job because, gosh, it pays so much money, I can't say no, that is not the kind of thing that has staying power, unfortunately. I mean, I can tell you that there are people who have money as a priority in their in their assessment results, but no matter what the money is, if you're not going to be happy doing that work in that environment, you will not be happy. I don't care how much uh, you love money <laughs> because we all want to make a living, but think about the notion of, being happy and successful, you will be happy and successful and earn the money that you need when you are paying attention and making, you know, ensuring that you are doing what you love. You know, there's a book, uh, Marshall Senator once wrote, and I'm sure there have been many books written since then, but it says, do what you love, the money will follow. And that's really, really true. You have to believe that. Uh, if it and if help if it helps you to to draw up a list of what doesn't work and will not work for you, that can be used as a guidepost as well. And and you need to um, consider doing that. Fourth, you need to continually check in with yourself about your list and determine whether or not you know your original intentions are legitimate or simply frivolous, like the money thing, or the looks thing. If you're considering the mate, because those are the things that will attract you, but won't sustain you. So, you know, there's something um, that we talk about that says there's something that draws you to somebody and something that will keep you there. And those things need to be the same um, when it comes to a, a job ser- a job search for longevity purposes or a mate, which we assume everyone has the intentions of longevity with, with uh, attracting and keeping a mate. Um, because those things will really have, like I said, staying power. So, And it's being authentic with yourself. You know, what do I really uh, want and need? And 
you know, sometimes, you know, and I've talked to people like this, they have made decisions, sadly, for the purposes of other things, not their, not their needs, maybe the needs of their parents, maybe um, they married the wrong person, but they feel very guilty. Um, and it makes me sad because I think there are, you know, life is too short for that. We need to pay attention to what we want and need. And if we've made a mistake, be willing to admit it and walk away from it without the guilt. Because if you're working from a place of love, of self, and that is not a conceited love for oneself, but it is a real authentic self-love that comes from self-respect. And it's almost a spiritual realm that you that you enter when you have that that self-love and self-concern, self-respect. And the only way you can love another is if you have that love for yourself. And that is a real, you know, it's something very real to consider. It's not me just, you know, um, you know, talking uh, my, uh, my whatever speak, you know, my self-help speak or whatever you want to say, um, you know, whatever category you use. Um, to express, yeah, well, that's idealistic. Well, it's not idealistic. It's actually very realistic. Um, to love yourself is um, something that we all uh, must do. At the end of the day, uh, what we have for ourselves is what we can give to others. So if you have love for yourself, you can give love to others. And if you don't have that for yourself, you'll never be able to quite give it out to, to another. You know, there's another saying that says you can't give what you don't have, Right. So if you don't have the self-love, you can't give love of another. It just it just is the way it is. And hopefully you uh, you understand that, or you um, you know will at least consider it. And um, especially in pursuing and the pursuit of a mate in a career, uh, it needs to have that staying power. So loving is really the only thing that has staying power. You know, attraction, frivolous attraction. Um, for any other reason other than love is really not going to have that longevity and that staying power. So um, it's your due diligence and um, it will make a difference in the outcome of your happiness and success. And I really want that for all my listeners, of course. Um, but, you know, for everyone, um, I mean, we all, I was speaking to a young woman the other day about her decision on a mate and it was unfortunately the wrong decision. Um, because she used faulty criteria and then had guilt to keep her there for extended period of time. And now, you know, there's a child involved and it's very, very difficult to extract yourself once that decision has been made and you've gone down that road and you start to, you know, feel that sense of guilt and responsibility for a child and a, another human being. And But trust me, the alternative is far better if you stay within the authentic realm and self-love and face the fact that you've made a mistake. You're human and you uh, deserve and the other individual deserves to have love in their life. That's the name of my podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's why I named it that because I truly, truly believe that the only way to live personally and professionally is with that love in your life. I wish you all a good afternoon, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.